happening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Park Lane Podcast, episode number 30 today. Seems to be absolutely flying by. It's an absolute pleasure to be back. My name is Luke, and as always, well, not always, recently, but he's well, back. Nice. My co-host, Harry. How are you doing, mate? Looking fresh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I had a haircut yesterday. No, I'm, I'm so happy to be back. Uh, obviously, I've missed the last what, couple of shows. It's been a couple of weeks, but honestly, I feel like I've aged loads. It feels like it's been a long while. Uh, but no, you've done a fantastic job. And yeah, can't, I'm so excited to be back. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Look, we had some really good reactions to last week's video. So, um, you know, make sure you're sharing it around. Make sure you are liking. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're doing all of that good stuff. And if you do like the show, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you are listening on any podcast platform, do not forget to follow and give us a five-star review. Uh, before we get into it, I will read out some of the comments because we do have some regulars in the house. So make sure you get your comments in and we will shout everybody out. If you have any questions, don't also forget to put them in the chat and we will read every single question out. Um, but quickly, shout out to our sponsor, Secure it VPN. Um, I'm not going to read through the massive script. So if you're interested, <laughs> check out the link that you can see at the bottom of this video. Just securit.vpn, uh, securitvpn.com forward slash Park Lane Pod. Um, if you use Park Lane Pod at checkout, you also get 25% off your first month. So all that good stuff. If you like it, great. If you don't, don't bother. Um, right. So let's move on then. Quick shout out to Johnny, the Arsenal fan. Thank you very, very much for joining. Coming every week. So do appreciate it. Um, we were late today, but he said, uh, it's the first time you're late. It's fine, and like some Arsenal podcasts that make an exception when they actually start on time. So that's good to know. <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, it's Harry's fault. Harry it is, it is my fault. Work, so. Technical issues again. You know, made sure it's all all right this morning, but there you go. Hey, Harry. Yeah, so, Harry, we're getting um, kind of to the end of this international break now. Premier League is back, which is wonderful. You weren't in the shows during international break, so I kind of want to go over that with you. Um, okay. You know, obviously, Harry Kane becoming the all-time England goal scorer. Um, yeah. give, me your, give me your initial thoughts on that. Uh, absolutely delighted for him. You know, the amount of stick he gets, especially from England fans. And even now, you know, still massively, you know, he, he doesn't get the respect, you see, Luke. He, he, he deserves from, from English fans, from football fans, from, from anyone, really. Um, so, yeah, another, I mean, now Tottenham's and, and England's all-time record goal scorer. I mean, how people can still doubt him is just beyond me. And, you know, these com even like his comparison to the likes of Haaland and Lewandowski, for me, Kane's in a completely different league. So, yeah, absolutely delighted for him. Uh, I just hope he can uh, continue, you know, the form he showed for England in a, in, in Spursia uh, after the international break. But, no, he's I'm so happy for him. Fantastic. Another fantastic achievement. You know, when, when you know, he's, got, he's achieved so much. I mean, every... It feels like all the time he's breaking a new record, he's breaking this. So long may it continue. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. You know, he's all right for a one season wonder, isn't he? Um, he's definitely you know what I mean? all like, right. <laughs> one of the things like, I think about Harry Kane um, is like, you know, people talk about him and the fact that, you know, when he retires from football, like if he doesn't leave Spurs, like will he um, regret not winning anything? club wise right but if you look at what he will achieve as a footballer is miles and miles and miles above anybody's wildest dreams in my opinion now yeah. it is it is interesting i'll quickly ask you this um and then i'll bring dave in because he's sitting waiting um 
like, do you think that that is important? That you know, he he should win a club accolade, or you know, are personal achievements more important? This is an interesting one. Um, I think Kane's Kane's a player who obviously deserves to be winning a trophy every season. Uh, and regardless of the decision he makes in the summer, regarding, you know, obviously he doesn't go to a rival. I respect what he does. I think he's done a lot, you know, for the club. I'll forever be thankful. Um, for me, you know, like the, I saw comparisons, you know, would you rather have like Kane's career or Vardy's career? For me, Kane, Kane's clear, you know, he's at, he's at a big club. You know, I mean, we haven't won, hasn't won a trophy, of course, but the, the golden boots he's won, you know, the journeys he's been on, like Tottenham's all-time record goal scorer, for example, you know, achievements like that, I'd much rather have his career you know, coming through the youth academy, you know, instead of going to like a, a big club and, you know, not really standing out, whereas at Tottenham he stands out as a, as a player person, I... I I don't think you need trophies to be recognised. I mean, I think becoming Tottenham's all-time record goalscorer and England's all-time record goalscorer is enough to, to be remembered for, for a long, long time. But at the same time, he, he should, of course he should be winning trophies and he, he deserves to. And I think the club's let him down. Yeah. No, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I kind of I won't go into too much detail uh, with you, Dave, because we've talked about this till the cats come home. But it's good to see you, mate. How are you doing? Hey, Dave. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Uh, all go at my house this morning. So apologies, I'm a bit late. No, you're right. right. <laughs> We've only been going five minutes because so Harry was, was late. So uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was the only one on time. <laughs> I had technical problems again. <laughs> um, let's kind of move on a little bit. And I'll come to you with this first, Dave, because, you know, the problem with these international breaks at this time in the season is that, you know, things can happen like are happening at Spurs. I will just run through some of the injuries with you at the moment. You know, we yeah. have Benzincourt out for the season. He's Basuma out for the season. Emerson Royale picked up injury in, in with Brazil and he's out for probably the rest of the season. Ben Davis out to four to six weeks. Sessegnon, return unknown. Hugo Lloris only just returned back to training. Um, you know, it's not ideal, is it, that what they have in the modern game of football is all of these international games that just continue and continue to pile pressure on some of these top quality players and you end up with injuries like we have now. Well, the, the thing is, mate, is that most top clubs have a squad with a few injuries. Um, Tottenham don't. That's a fact. Um, we lose one or two players, we're, we're snookered. Um, so it's it, yeah, I understand about international games, but it's always been that way. Um, it, we, there's always been national breaks, there's always been you know games in the middle of the season, there's always been lots of competitions with FA Cups and Champions Leagues or European football, whatever you want to call it. And um, so for me, you have to have the squad to be able to deal with that, you have to have the depth to be able to deal with that, and to deal with the you know the constant competitions and uh, you know, things like that. Um, no, it's all good. Carry on. Did you hear me? All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's always been that it's always been that way, um, but you have to adapt and you have to build a squad which is good enough to compete on all fronts. You know, a few injuries shouldn't define a whole team season. Uh, you know, I understand in terms of the Liverpool situation a couple of years ago. But their whole defence was injured. You know, us missing 
Hugo or Ben Davis for, you know, a, a few games or whatever else. And yeah, it's annoying, but we should have the depth by now to be able to cope with it. Um, so again, that's a, a, an Enoch failure. Um, the, I think the players they've brought in, you know, you look at Lacelso and Dumbele, you know, even one back to one fourth. Um, so instead of building a squad which is able to compete on all fronts and, and able to cope with the injuries, we we haven't, uh, and that's the biggest problem. No, oh, yeah, that's a good. It's a very very good point, yeah. Harry. I want to come to you now about Emerson Royale um, because okay. you know I was just going through the injuries then when you kind of jumped off, but um, he for me is probably one of the bigger newer injuries that we have at the moment. Do you see that being? a difficult end to the season for us with him out? Or do you see that actually it could be a positive for the likes of Pedro Porro to actually start cementing a place in this team? Well, I think it depends how you look at it. Everyone's going to have a different perspective and everyone's going to look at it in a different way. And with, with us, we know how divided our fans are, different opinions, different ways of looking at it. Um, you know, I never, you never thought I never thought I'd be saying this. You know, like at the end of last year, that we will be missing Emerson if he goes out injured. But you know, especially for him, you know, he's he's built his confidence up. He's improved the performances, and you can see game by game. I don't think he's fantastic. You know, I don't think he's. I think he still get better. I don't think he's. He's. Uh, you know, he's not up there in terms of one of the best. You know, definitely not in the Premier League. But he's he's improving game by game. So for him, it's got to be, it's a bad time to get injured, just as his confidence, because confidence is everything in football, you know, we know that. So it's a bad time for him. Porro, you know, I, I like the little bits I've seen, but at the same time, in the international break, you know, he was at cause for um, one of um, the goals uh, conceded. So, you know, it, it depends which way you look at it. Porro, I, I think, is, people got to give him time, but there's, there's positives and negatives at the moment with Porro. Um, but whatever way you look at it, it's one less player and it's, it's it's not having that replacement. So going into that Everton game, especially that defence, I think our defence is bad enough as it is. But with the without, you know, the, for example, the Davises, I don't think I don't know if Perisic is available or not. As you said, you've got um, Emerson there, so we've got lots of uh, defensive issues. And with Tottenham, you don't need that. Our defence is bad enough. Yeah, and you know, I, I want to talk in more detail about a few different things today. Um, you know just so that everybody's clear the kind of thing we're going to talk about, because this club right now is probably the biggest shambles that I have seen in my lifetime at Spurs. Oh, I'm not you. just talking about the fact that, you know, thank God Antonio Conte is gone from Spurs. And I want to make this clear because someone commented on my video that I did about the sacking of Antonio Conte. And they commented and said that, you know, he wasn't sacked. He was released by mutual consent. He was sacked. That's so the same. That's the same thing for anybody that's dumb enough to not understand. It is the same thing, but you negotiate a mutual payout that is better for all parties. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about the kind of shock news that um, you know Stellini is uh, now going to be the interim first team coach. Um, but also, there's a few, you know, quite a few other things that there was a statement, very interesting statement last night that came out. So about certain Fabio Paratici. So let's start, first of all, kind of a bit of a curveball. And you boys, we don't really talk about this much on the channel, but we not only have no manager for the men's team, but we also have no manager for the women's team. So, you know, I, I don't want you boys to kind of go into too much detail about it, but what does that show, Dave, about the incompetence of this football club 
all together. Oh, so we really want to get Dave going here again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, mate, it's a fucking mess, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I'm going to start with a Paratici thing first, if you don't mind. Um, okay, we're, we're going to go on to that, but yeah, go for it. Okay, let me do the women's team first then. So, I mean, it's been a been a call. When was when was the women's manager sacked? That was what a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, got to be yeah, here. Yeah. Still no manager. I mean, it, it reminds me of when Tottenham were hunting after Mourinho, and we ended up with Nuno, unfortunately. And that's kind of what it's going to be like for for the women's team, unfortunately, because this club from top to, from the boardroom is a fucking shambles, which does lead into the Paratici thing. I don't. I can't. I've, I've been trying to think about this all week. I can't wrap my head around why he was employed in the first place when there was this pending investigation. But fair enough, it was done. But then when he gets his ban, his Italian ban, as, as you want to call it, we don't act and we don't ban him or we don't suspend him. We let him carry on, and then he's then banned by FIFA worldwide. But the day before, released a lovely little video of him talking about the future, talking about how we've all got to be together. The next day, he gets a worldwide football ban. And what did Tottenham do? Instead of doing the right thing, going, oh, you know what? This is a bit hot for us at the moment. We've got sponsors. We've got everything else. We're going to just let, let him take a back seat. They released some shitty statement saying, oh, uh, oh you know, it's, um, you know, we're going to, we're trying to find out what's going on. Well, you know what's going on, mate. It's been going on for the last year. And then, after the pressure of probably sponsorship pressure and probably fan pressure and everything else, they then decide, you know, a few days later to do the right thing. But it's always too little, too late with Tottenham, like in everything, in every aspect. And this is it, like it's like a circus, mate. It really is. It's like I don't think anyone knows what direction we're supposed to be going in. Like I said to you, we've got a director of football who's world got a worldwide football ban. We have an assistant coach who was our last manager's assistant as our interim till the end of the season. We were no planning, no structure about the direction we're going in. We have so much dead wood in this squad that it's going to take three or four years to really turn it around. You know, unfortunately, we are going to finish sixth and seventh for probably the next couple of seasons. You know, it's, it's the way it is. And if Harry Kane leaves, we become a mid-table team. That simple. Without Harry Kane, we become a mid-table team. So it's a complete and utter mess from Daniel Levy. But the thing that frustrates me more is he never takes any accountability, ever. You see posts like, oh, they can't understand why the fans are so angry. Well, are you sitting there with fucking sunglasses on that don't allow you to see anything? In earmuffs, sitting in your office like, yeah, no, giving yourself a five hundred yeah. grand a year, well, five hundred grand a year pay rise for it. You know, so yeah. for me, it's 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 a mess. This these whole fucking what is it? Um, people signing whatever it's called. I'll get Levy out, etc. Ain't gonna do shit. Thirty percent of the football club. You own your house, but I want you out of that bedroom. That's my bedroom. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, fuck off. I own it. He could take a shit in the centre circle, and we about it unless people start talking with their feet and let's start people start talking with their wallets 
nothing will change at this football club. No, I agree. I agree, mate. And, um, you know, it's a really, really interesting point, you know, everything that kind of you discussed there. You know, as 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 you said, you know, we have a women's team who are fighting relegation with no manager, you know, who just got battered by, you know, Arsenal. You know, you can't put that against them. You know, it, it's not a not a strong team compared to the likes of, you know, Arsenal and City and, and Chelsea that are uh, kind of fighting out of the top. But, you know, it just shows why dislike, right, about this whole managerial hunt. And we will get on to the managerial hunt soon. Um because I really wanted to talk about the women's team first, but, you know, you kind of uh, went over everything, which is cool. Um, is that yeah, sorry about that. We've done this so many up. times, right? We have done this so many times where what we do is we, you know, and I, and I don't mind it, right? To a certain degree, I don't mind, you know, the club taking their time in who they pick as a manager, but they do it every time. And they do yeah. it badly every time, and they wait too long, and they and they just mess around, and they just stuff it up every single time. And I wouldn't mind if they said, "Do you know what? We've had quite a few managers recently. We can't decide. Poch we can't decide. Nagelsmann. Do you know what? Nagelsmann. He doesn't want to decide yet. So do you know what we'll do? Is we'll take our time and we'll really kind of figure out the fine print and everything else. The problem is, is we've seen this happen, and we've seen it go wrong." And it is going to go wrong because, for example, the likes of Pochettino will get signed up by somebody because we're taking too long. Nagelsmann will get taken by somebody because it's taking too long. And it will just end up with some idiotic two-bit manager that's in because we didn't have anybody else to pick from. And it's going to rain on and it's going to continue. And it's just... It's just uh, I hate yeah. watching it happen I, I, over I, I, and over and over again. Go on, Harry. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and just thank you. Just jumping onto that, what you say, so we, we never learn, you know, from our mistakes. And someone like Chelsea, who I've heard how true it is, you know, that they want Nagelsmann, it will take them 24 hours, you know, from, you know, nothing to appointing him. But for us, it, it seems to take three or four months. And we, we still don't end up with the. I mean, Nuno, I mean, what was he, 500th choice? I mean, I mean, we probably had to even convince him to come to Tottenham. But the thing that frustrates me is mistakes that, you know, never been learned. And like you say, I'd like to touch on the women's team because, to be fair, I do watch them, you know, every, every week. And um, it's, it's sad to see them going, you know, going proper downhill. But again, it comes back to the same mistake with the men's team. Sometimes the investment's there, but it comes down to the recruitment. Again, it's poor. The, the recruitment has been absolutely terrible. Um, and you know the investment's been there. The, the, the recruitment let, has been let down again. I mean, they've been. I mean, I think I read a statistic the other day. I think they've lost. Oh, I could be wrong. So like seven out of their last nine or something. I mean, obviously getting battered by Arsenal. That was a that was a very hard watch. Some mistakes are never learned from top to bottom of this football club. And every route you try and take for someone to blame, it always comes back to the owners and the board. Yeah, definitely. Um... You know, moving on kind of to Dave's statement about the fact that people are signing petitions now. And, That's you know, me and Dave well, were in, right? a, in, a, in the same group chat, you know, um, with some other Spurs YouTubers in there. And, you know, it got passed around again, didn't it, Dave? This, you know, this um, this petition. And we both said, you know, you know, if people want to make change, there are two very, very good ways to make change. Number one will never happen. 
because there's too many people that want to go and watch Spurs. And that would be people not turning up or people not spending money at the football club or not renewing their season tickets, right? But the queue is so long, that would never happen because somebody else will always be there to take that that, that doesn't care. The what you know, the things that do make a difference are like such things as mass walkouts of the football club during a game that's live on television. You know, something like that will, you know, when Daniel Levy is in attendance, things like that. If you really want these things to make a difference, you have to do it, but you have to do it properly. Anything that is ever organized from our football club. How on earth, by the way, can we as fans talk about Daniel Levy and the board being incompetent when we can't organize our own protest yeah. and get more than about 30 people turn up? How yeah. on earth can we stand there and slag off our own board for being incompetent when our fan base is incompetent as well? And that's what irritates yeah. me. I have nothing against protests and I have nothing against people doing the right thing and using their voices to be heard. But, but it's don't always done the wrong way and it's always done badly. Yeah, some people, some people bottle it. And do you remember we had this discussion before and not many people like to hear it. They, they hype it up, they, you know, on social media, encourage others, wind up others and don't turn up themselves or, or bottle it. And it's just ridiculous. And Luke, I agree, fans are actually yeah, they're part of the problem. For example, I had your know, season tickets could be increased. I mean, Levy has no shame for doing that, of course. I think, I think that's a shocking. But fans are just... Well, they're, they're moaned about it and it will annoy them. But they're, st they're still renew the season ticket, I promise you. The waiting list will still be as long, even probably even get even longer, you know, because, um, you know, if you get a Champions League football, which I can't see us getting, but, you know, thing, things like that. I mean, and signing petitions. I mean, it means really, you know, as you said, what is it, Levy earns like 30% of the club. I mean, he's not, he's not going to step down like that. And, I mean, signing a little petition uh, in your mum's bedroom isn't going to change anything and nor is hyping up a protest and not turning up. So protests have been shocking. I would attend a protest if I believed it was reasonable uh, and, and good, but I've, I've never hyped something up and not turned it up. That's bottling it. And not many people like to hear it. And of course, like you've got, um, was it Brian Daigle, who, who to be fair to him, he's one, one of the good ones. But you get lots of people who, like I said, you hype it up or say this, do that. Uh, try and organise it and, and, and don't turn up. It's just ridiculous. And you know all that you've got are those clown faces as well, Levy on social media. They they won't turn up. <laughs> They've got nothing better to do. They, they won't turn up. So fans fans are a massive factor and they're a massive problem. Mm. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what happened Sunday night. So, you know, we talked about this, Dave, on, on Saturday um, on the show and we were discussing kind of me, you and Wes all said when we thought um, the announcement would happen. And do you know what it happened a little bit sooner than I than I thought it would? Um, but we got the news um, that Antonio Conte was being sacked. But nobody um, kind of guessed that Stellini would be uh, in charge, you know, for the interim. Now, me for, I, I, me for one, no, I for one, I'm slightly worried about this. Either it could go well in terms of, you know, he's completely splitting away from Antonio Conte and he wants to, you know, give his shot at club management, which a lot of assistants do end up doing. You know, you can look at the likes of Steve Clark. I think he was with Mourinho for a while, wasn't he? And then went out kind of on his own. Um, but that, that part's going to be interesting. But the part that I'm very, very pessimistic about is will I see any change in tactics from Spurs? Will I see any change in formation from Spurs? And will I see anything different from the absolute dross that we have seen the entire season? If that is the case, what is the point in this, Dave? 
Oh, um, I, I, we just got tired about fucking talking about how negative we are. It's 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 one thing after another with this football club. It's tiring. It's boring. It's probably the right word. Now, I'm sure Celine is a great guy. I'm sure he's lovely. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that his time was up. There's no doubt in my mind we won't get top four. There's no doubt in my mind that people signing petitions is not going to make a change. We live at, we we play football in a soulless bowl. We're too concerned about building go-kart track underneath the stadium or signing sponsorship deals with Dulux and getting mocked by them. We have no clear direction, no clear plan. Two years ago, Daniel Levy released a statement saying how important he recognize, it is to recognise that he wants Tottenham to play the Tottenham way, attacking football. Then he went and applied Conte. What's a hypocrite? We are the most boring football team to watch. We have some of the worst players in the Premier League. Half the players on our team wouldn't get in Bournemouth's team, for example. Um, people talk about spending money. Yeah, we asked spent money, but we haven't backed a manager to the point where they want to be backed. Stellini's going to come in and it's going to be the same. We're probably still going to play 3-4-3, 3-5-2, whatever you want to call it. The The, the fact of the matter is, I'm sorry, but he is Conte's right-hand man. He, could you imagine him being like, oh, I'm struggling this week. Let me give my mate Antonio a call to see what he'd do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see what I mean? Like, yeah. Who should I play in this position? Who do I know that can help me? I know I'll call Antonio because he's he's his right hand man. So for me, this this whole mess is in is, is we know what it is. It's a fucking ball of shit, and I think we just have to limp through the rest of this. Season, they watch Arsenal win the league, watch City win the Champions League, watch us finish fifth or sixth, have a painful season, celebrate some tottering of day or whatever it is for the first time in seven years, and then try again in the summer and with a new manager. But the reality of it is, if it takes four months to hire a new manager again, we're fucked. So I'm not positive about the future. Um, Daniel Levy has to recognise the fact that he is running a sinking ship right now. Whether he wants to sell or not. Me and you have this conversation quite a lot, Luke, and you know I'm not Enoch in at all. I'm Enoch out. But I do think they've done a good job off the pitch, and I do make that very clear. Evidently, financially, they've done a good job with the infrastructure, with the sponsorship deals and everything else. But stay the fuck away from my football team. Yeah. Stay the fuck away from my footballing decisions. That's all I can. Say. Yeah, no, I I completely agree on on that. You know that matter, and you know for those that do call me Enoch in whatever they you know want to call me on social media, which you can call me whatever you like. I couldn't give two tosses. Um, but you know, I will always recognize progression, and I will always recognize you know good business acumen, right? But I will also recognize that Daniel Levy Levy's time as any you know part of the footballing decisions of a football club were gone a long 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 time ago 
And the day that he steps away from that and says, do you know what? I will run this business and I will run this business as well, you know, but I will not make another decision involving football. You know, that's what that's what we need, you know, I believe as a football club. I believe that we need to continue progressing revenue streams. I believe that we need to continue doing these things. But I think he needs to completely step aside. I don't believe that will happen, which is why a change in ownership would probably be the right thing to do. Do I think it will happen in the next five years? Definitely not. Um, but quick question, Dave, and I'll come on to Harry about Stellini. Who would you have rather, looking at it now, would you have rather had Ryan Mason till the end of the season? Or would you have rather had Stellini? Because my issue with Stellini is, I think I always feel like it's a bit of an undercover agent type thing. Like we got rid of Conte, but we didn't really get rid of Antonio Conte because we've still got Stellini there. Ryan Mason is a modern day David Pleat. That might be a bit before your time, Harry, but he is the modern day David Pleat. When things go wrong, calling David Pleat. What I personally think should have happened is they both should have gone, or Mason should have gone back to the under 21s. And we should have got somebody with a little bit of know how, a little bit of experience to come in till the end of the season and steady the ship. But who? You, we saw went to Chelsea. Remember? Yeah. Well, is it like anybody? Same. Remember Gus Hiddink went to Chelsea. Same sort of scenario. Same sort of situation. I'm sure there's an older manager or a manager out there who can come in and steady the ship to the end of the season with ambitions of taking over full time next season if they did a good job. Dan Allardyce. I just think this whole <laughs> yeah. What well, anyone? <laughs> like I, I think when you go back to Mason and Stellini you are creating a rod for your own back because they only know one way and that's the Conte way. That's all they've known. And you are... Right, you know, let's say, for example, you're you're in that situation, you need some advice. Who are you going to call? The man who's been there and done it. Yeah. You're going to call Antonio Conte, isn't he? If, if there's something he doesn't quite know, he's not going to call Daniel Levy, is he? He's going to call a guy who knows what, he, you know, knows what he's doing. He's been... Successful wherever he's been. You're going to call Conte. And we're going to be in the same situation. I would not be surprised if he has get beat today. You know, that's that's how I feel at the moment. I have no positive positivity. And it's so hard. So hard to be in a group chat with... But you didn't answer my question, Dave. <laughs> Who would I have? Yeah. Do, do you know what? I would, I would, I would have... I, I'd have gone for someone like Harry Redknapp to the end of the season. Or Martin Yole to the end of the season, mate. But you didn't answer my question. Go on, what's the question? <laughs> Who would you rather have in charge, Ryan Mason or Stellini? I did. None of them. <laughs> Neither. That's a very, very good uh, impression of Boris Johnson. So we'll move on to Harry. Uh, I can answer the question, though, actually. Okay. For, for change, I'm going to Christ, Harry, finally you're going to answer a question without going around the house. I'm going to answer David. that question and I'm going to explain why. For me, it, 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 for me, it's quite simple. It's, it's Ryan Mason because Dave makes a very valid and important point that I'm, I'm glad he brought up. Stellini is Conte's right wing or right hand man, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call him. Right? He, as you say, Stellini will go straight to Conte. He won't go to Levy. He won't go to 
you know, he wouldn't even go to Ryan. I think he goes to Conte before he goes to Ryan Mason. And it wouldn't surprise me if Conte's, we find out, you know, at the end of the season that Conte was actually picking the team. He's calling Stellini, telling him what formation to play, telling him what players to, to play. And it, I, I read yesterday that, that Conte's in contact with Stellini every day. That tells you everything you need to know. Ryan Mason's someone different. He's, uh, he's someone who hopefully the players will respect. He, and he's someone that's pretty much off their level. You know, sometimes, for, I'm going to use this example that I used on my show last Monday. Like, for example, when they, they teachers often often get a student to speak to a student to try and sort something out because they're on the same level as them. Sometimes someone listens to someone who isn't above them or on the same level with them. So I think Mason would be a lot better. People go, oh, the results under Sleeney were better. Well, two of those results in what I think was the worst nine days the club have had for ages, and that was the one little loss against Wolves uh, and getting knocked out of the FA Cup were Sheffield United were under Stellini. The formation would change the same. The, the uh, tactics will stay the same. The team will stay the same. Nothing would change. And Conte will still be in contact. And so thinking about it, I mean, it's, it's not going to do that much good sacking Conte. People go, oh, new manager bounce. I mean, it's the same people been here all along. But I, perhaps the players have a little bit more respect for Stellini, but I would have rather Brian Mason you know, until the end of the season, to be, to be honest with you. And uh, I just I just worry about us next season. I, I think you know, we've got further... I mean, all I ask for, right, is for one day to support... Uh, for one normal day to support Tottenham Hotspur. But every day there's drama, every day there's chaos, there's something different. I can't put... I can't... You know, put I've got news for you, mate. <laughs> what? I've got news for you, Harry. Get used to it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm already used to it, you see. But with Paratici, why, why do you appoint him and think he's, you know, he's going to brush away? Why do you do that? Of course he's not going to brush away. Someone's done something dodgy. You think they're going to ignore it. Uh -uh. That's a bad decision. And the first club statement they're releasing Paratici should have been gone then. Why did they have to wait till they... We'll get on to Paratici, Harry. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. That's, that's coming know, up next. It's, 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 it bugs me. But yeah, I'll answer your question. But Ryan Mason, for me. I mean, Stellini... Yeah. But at the same time, people call me a hypocrite because at the time I was going, ah, oh, Stellini's the man. But then we go and lose. I probably jinxed it because four days after I, I said that, we went and got knocked out of the FA Cup and, and you know, lost the wall. So it's not... People say, oh, if he does well, he'd be the long-term replacement. Maybe he might want to go into management. But I just think it's a case of getting Conte away from these bunch of players. Uh, and that communication will still be between Conte and Stellini. I think so. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's gonna be interesting because, you know... The reason why I brought it up is for that very valid reason that, you know, they are, as far as I can gather, very close. But what very. makes it slightly interesting for me is that usually when you see a coach leave, you see the backroom staff or his, you know, assistants leave with them. And, yeah, but why was it? You know, why was it announced that ten? I mean, we all expected Conte to leave. Mutual could say no, he was sacked anyway. But do you expect it to happen on ten thirty on a Sunday night? That just shows how unprofessional I think we are as a club. You don't expect. Very rarely is it done at a weekend, let alone ten. Yeah, but there was a. Night. I think there was a reason for that, wasn't it? Because it was after Harry Kane secured this. This is what I'm reading into. After Harry Kane. Yeah. Good news, bad news. Situation. Good news, bad news. Yeah, exactly. Do it Monday morning then. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, I, but I don't think it's the first time Spurs have released a statement at night because he you know, if he can't count on his fingers how many players he's got out loan on January, and he can't, he can't, you know, tell the time as it seems as well. So what, what can he do? Successful business, but when it comes to football, I mean, it's like it's just trying to teach 
like a, it's like trying to teach a baby. You know, it's, but it's you forget Pedro Porro. He was also announced late at night. Do you remember Harry? Me and you um, told, said the next day yeah. we'd ever sleep when that came out. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was ridiculous. I mean, but he's is a player. Just let that was left too late. Of course, at least he got it done. Well, but with with Conte, it's different. You know, there's no transfer window. It's not going to shut. Announce it first thing Monday morning. Not when everyone's everyone's in bed. You're announcing Conte's Conte's been sat and then my phone's buzzing at 100 miles per hour per second. Uh, and I'm I know making us right. do announcement videos at bloody 10:30 yeah, at night. Maybe, I got maybe better things get to do. Get out of bed and and uh, react to Conte being sat. Um, we're in the next day, but that's first for you. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, going back onto my point on Stellini. Yeah, first yeah. of all, you know, I find that interesting. And, and if if there is a split up of Stellini and Conte, which you do see, you do see these things, do you know what I mean? You do yeah. see many, uh, assistants leave and say, do you know what? Now is my time to step up and to try and become a manager. And even if I don't get this job, it's a very good, you know, point on my CV and, you know, television images and videos and things like that of how his team's got on. The only thing I think on Monday night about the game is that yeah. I don't see us being able to play five at the back with the players that we've got in at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've got enough players to play five at the back. So I think we're going to have to play four at the back. Dave, what do you think? So we're looking at, what are we looking at? Eric Dyer, Clement Longley, Romero, Tanganga, Sanchez. Oro. Yeah, then Poro. Poro. So yeah, we've got enough, mate. By the way, you, you know that the, the the thing is is Stellini, We haven't just kept Stellini. We've kept all of the backroom staff too, which yeah. I find really weird. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, you know it, it is weird. It's like you've got rid of you got rid of Conte, but you kept everybody else. Luke's dogs are off. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. My dog's kicking off. Uh, no, I agree, mate. It is odd and it is weird, which is the only thing that worries me. Thing is, is we don't have anyone to play left wing back. Clement Longley could sit in as a left back because is he's Perisic available though. Huh? Yeah, Perisic as well. Perisic is in training. He, right, he tackles in on put tackles in on Tanganga. Two footed. That was actually Hoiberg, wasn't it? What about Hoiberg? That was Hoiberg. Was it? Make that video oh, okay. that went out with a tackle. It was on um, oh, downstairs. Okay. It was actually okay. Hoiberg. Not <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't watch Not it. Really. I didn't, I didn't okay, watch right. It. Let's Sorry. move on to quickly talk about Paratici, as I know, Harry, you've got to go soon. Um, so, Harry, we'll jump on to you. Obviously, the statement last night um, pretty much read that he's going what to step, take a step away from, you know, football, uh, football at Spurs and, that you know, a leave of absence until, you know, the appeal has gone in and whatnot. Like, Oh. Why are Spurs not? Do you remember when Juventus like got this? These issues came in. Everybody stepped down. Like everybody just stepped down and moved away from the football club. Spurs, though, no, no. Do you know what? The first statement that came out said that they were shocked. It was something like they were shocked that we're surprised by were, this. Oh no, they weren't allowed to appeal. Yeah, before the decision like, was announced. To, we were it was proper mental. And then the next one, two days later, basically just said, "Okay, well, we are going to appeal." And he's going to take a leave of absence. Do you know what that means? He's still absolutely raking in the money from Spurs, yet he doesn't have to actually do any work for the money. Like, Harry, talk to me about Paratici, because we all thought this is going to be a good guy that comes into Spurs. And it turns out he's just another embarrassment for this club. Uh, so, sums up Tottenham Hotspur. We know Paratici will, will, when his band's gone, will go elsewhere. 
and probably you know put transfers in of his life and be successful because it's like Mourinho and Conte and you know won everywhere else even even the likes of Nuno they leave and, and win a trophy so it just seems to be something with Tottenham but it's just a joke with Paratici that that first of announcement I mean to to ignore it and to think it will blow away if you like I mean come on you're leaving in a, you're living in a fantasy like fairy world I mean, he's not going to blow away, is it, really? When he's been found guilty of this and he's he charged it in Italy, do you think he's going to blow away and they're going to ignore it? We all knew it was a matter of time. We just didn't... It just happened suddenly on the day. But we all knew, didn't we? At some point, it was going to happen. So how the club you know, think they tried to ignore it, I, I have no idea. And uh, that first club statement, he should have announced, he should have went straight away. So even that, it's just, just poor and unprofessional. Where's the due, due diligence? And, you know, it's, it's not going to, of course, not going to blow away. Um, and um, to be honest, yeah, I think I think we'd be better, to be honest with you, without him. I think he has a, a quite a big impact on what we do. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just a shambles, really. And just why why you, had, why you appoint him in the first place. We knew, you knew you knew about this. The club knew about it. So why, why would you do that? Um, but that means we know what this means. Levy is going to be the one picking the manager. We know what that's going to look like. It's not going to look good, isn't it? It's going to be someone he gets on with and someone that represents the business or someone who's willing to, I don't know, speak speak positively about him, speak about turns into a multi-sports brand. Football comes first. The football club, which we are, business and turning us into a multi-sports brand, which I don't have a problem with. People have a problem with these concepts, the go-kart and track. I don't, as long as you prioritise the football club. But we're not even doing that. And that that is a massive issue. You know why this is all going on, right? Why Conte uh, left, but well, sacked, should I say? Paratici left. Apparently, leaves on a business trip in Asia. What does that tell you? <laughs> you know, and, and, and Paratici was away somewhere as well. Why this is all going on? You know, <laughs> so many things happen at the club, and Levy's away on a business trip in Asia, trying to secure some minuscule deal that doesn't affect us fans, only affects his back pocket. And he, and he's trying to put the season ticket prices up. He's, he's taking out, well, I, I like his word taking out, giving himself half a million, 500,000 pay rise extra a year. What's he done to deserve that? Okay, he may work hard as a businessman, but football club has got to come first. The clue is after Tottenham Hotspur, it's football club. It's not multi-sports brand, or Dave, as you would say, it's not property portfolio. It's football club. So that has got to be the, the priority, and it's not. So Paratici is just, it's just, it's just a mess, really. It's a shambles. Uh, and once again, every route people try and take to blame, it comes back to Levy and the board. But I think the board have as, as much to answer for. There's certain members of the board who are as responsible. Yeah, no, I agree, Harry. Look, Harry, I'll let you go because I know you've got a busy day. But thank you very, very much for coming on. Uh, no, tell everybody how they can find you and uh, about your show on Monday. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, pleasure to be back. Obviously, you find me here every Saturday, 11 a.m. Well, most Saturdays, should I say, 11 a.m. here. Dave, Luke, uh, and Winnie. Um, yeah, I have my own show every Monday, 8 p.m., but there is no show I would like to say use this opportunity now, Monday, because first play at 8 p.m. on Monday, so uh, I don't want them to ruin my show. And what's the point having this show about Spurs at the same time as first play? So it's no point, is there? Um, I've got a few collaborations coming news, a bit of exciting news, I think, next week. Um, try and think, try and think what else. Uh, yeah, you can find me, Harry Scarf 22 uh, most actively probably on Twitter and you've got probably lots of Spurs content as well coming next week because there seems to be drama a lot you know you could never have I mean the Alistair Gold curse as well I've been trying to have days off I mean I have, I have no chance of uh, getting a day free of content with, with Spurs um, so yeah I'll probably be active on, on somewhere 
Uh, and last thing, YouTube channel recently passed 350 subs. So thank you for that. Uh, next target is 400. But yeah, thank you for having on. It's been a pleasure to be back. No problem, Harry. Good to see you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy. Right, Dave, I will let you have your say now on uh, Paratici. Oh, mate, like it started to do a minute ago. It's um, when, when this all came out about Juventus, Agnelli, Nyedved, they all went, oh, shit, we're in a bit of trouble here. We, we better step down. Tottenham, dude, they, they've done this weird little dance around the houses. Matt Law came out the other day where he said that Tottenham were aware of the Paratici situation and were warned against employing Paratici because of this. But Daniel Levy persisted anyway in true Daniel Levy fashion. Now, that was a mistake. Mistake number one. We then crack on. I mean, he's a defensive director of football. He likes defensive coaches, hence the Nuno appointment, um, you know, the Conte appointment, etc. He doesn't fit our football club as a director of football. He doesn't fit the way that Tottenham want to play. He doesn't, unfortunately. Then you, then the news comes out that he's received a ban and could face criminal charges. Not footballing charges, criminal charges. And Tottenham ignore it. Tottenham ignore it. All right? Then we get the news. Well, we get this nice little YouTube piece from Paratici talking about how you know, we've all got to pull together, got a hard 10 games left of the season. The day after, in total egg on the face moment, FIFA go, oh, by the way, we're uh, we're banning him from all football, not just Italian. We then get this thinly veiled statement released by Tottenham, which basically says, I am so shocked about this. I we it's come out of the blue. We had no idea this was gonna happen. Everybody turns around and laughs at Tottenham. Because they're like, what a load of bullshit. You have people like, respected people, Paul O'Keefe, for example, saying, what a shambles this is, how are you still at the club? God knows what our sponsors must have been thinking at that time. And then after they bow to, a couple of days, they bow to a bit of pressure, go, oh, he's taking a leave of absence from the game. No, no, you're trying to save face. He shouldn't be anywhere near it. If he's done half the stuff that he's apparently done, he shouldn't be anywhere near this club. It's as simple as that. And it's a Daniel Levy masterstroke. And this is why me and you have the same conversation, that he needs to stay away from the footballing aspect. Yeah, that part, Dave, it does, that does surprise me, actually, about the fact that they didn't release him, you know, or mutual consent or whatever he wanted, right, financially. I'm surprised that that didn't happen because you are spot on in terms of sponsors. You know, and it won't go lightly with with sponsors and other people that we have, you know, financial, um, you know, working relationships with. And it does surprise me that they aren't just nipping it in the bud and getting rid of it, which kind of does concern me over then eventually what did they like sign up to with him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what was the initial agreement? Because otherwise, why would they not just, you know, nip it in the bud, sweep it under the rug and just say, do you know what? We're going to part company with Paratici. We're wishing the best of luck in the future, but we can't be associated with this kind the, of behaviour. That's what the statement should have said. The, the thing is, right, in, in, in what's happened, it, it's 
bring the club into disrepute. Now, I'm sure every single employment contract says that if you bring your employer into disrepute, that's grounds for dismissal. Yeah. In terms of bringing the club into disrepute. It's massive. Yeah. I can't understand why we haven't sacked them. I, I don't get it. I really don't. I'm sorry. My internet's a bit shit today. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, it's 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 really difficult, mate. It is really difficult. And, and do you know what? Who knows where we go from here? Because I really want to move on to Everton quickly uh, on Monday. But, you know, even the likes of, you know, I still am <laughs> trying to still stay firm on my initial claims that Pochettino would be the next, not the Spurs manager, not because I have any other agenda against him. I'm just too stubborn to back down. Uh, probably like Daniel Levy, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and too stubborn to back down on anything. But if that really was an option for Spurs, like, why would they not have already done it? Why would they not? Because, again, we're trying to do this whole merry-go-round thing where we try and assess all options, fuck up every option that we end up having, and then mess it up, you know, to try and find somebody again. That's what's making me sick to death at the moment, Dave. It's just that whole, like, round the houses, like, we'll assess all of our options, we'll interview all the candidates... We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll wait our time. The season's not over yet. And then people get snapped up because other clubs work faster and smarter. And that's yeah. what's really grating me at the moment. It, it's always been that way with Tottenham in, in every aspect, in the transfer market, in manager hunts, in in everything. And that that's just the way we operate, unfortunately. And it, it's the wrong way to operate. Um, you know, we, what's it, we, we haven't had a full a manager complete a whole season since Poch in 2019. We dilly dallied in the transfer market and we've lost out on probably, I could name you 10 players that we lost out on because of our inability to get deals over the line. We have the record for the longest time without a full time manager in the whole Nuno debacle. So, this this club and the way it operates, there needs to be some serious, serious, serious changes. And whether Daniel Levy steps down or not, he has to recognise that it is an absolute shit show at the moment. That's it. It's a shit show. And until that changes, until things change from the top, nothing will filter its way down and change on its way down. Um, it's it's exhausting. It's it, it drives you crazy. It is exhausting. I mean, Harry said, oh, you know, why can't we have a normal day? I mean, I've been doing this for 35 years. Never no day's a normal day in, in Tottenham. It's, it's not, you know. It's, every day there is something, there's a problem. And you're kind of waiting for the next thing that other clubs can banter you about with this club. That's what it's like. So Daniel Levy needs to take a long, hard look at himself. Ideally, I want him to leave. But if he's not going to leave, he needs to take a long, hard look at himself and the way he's running this club and the decisions he's made. And he needs to, for, to say, OK, I and admit that he's made mistakes. Come out and say, look, I, you know, I made some mistakes, whatever else. Let us hear from him. We've, I've made some mistakes, but I'm going to do things properly. I'm going to do things the right way now. And this is our plan. Because at the moment, every single Tottenham fan is so divided because nobody has a fucking clue what's going on. You're muted, Luke. Yeah, realise that. So let's try and move this on to some form of positivity, right? Um, Spurs are back. The international break is over. Thank God for that. Um, Spurs are back. We do have a change in management. 
you know, in some some degree. And, you know, I'm slightly hopeful that actually, do you know what? Stellini will use this as an opportunity to implement his own style, his own philosophy, his own thoughts. And that would really, if that did happen, that would really say, you know, big stuff for you to Antonio Conte because it would say, this is how I want to play. This is how I believe the players can play. And I would be interested in seeing whether that actually comes to fruition or not. Um, I also want to see that kind of cohesion between Ryan Mason and uh, and that because I do respect Ryan Mason and I think that he has been through a lot. And I think that, do you know what, he has been working hard at Spurs and he has got promotions and, and various different things that, you know, that he has done. And I don't think he is awful uh, manager. I think that he makes some mistakes, but so does everybody. And I think that at some point he may become a top manager and I wish he, wish that does happen for him. Um, but, you know, there are some positives. We, we do only have to play Everton, right? The difficulty for us is going to be how we um, affect that Sean Dyche low block tactic. What are your overall thoughts leading up to the Everton game? Um, do you think Harry Kane's going to be back fighting fresh because of his uh, goals for England? What are your thoughts? Um, well, he's, he's just scored another goal, hasn't he, with his misses. So um, he's, he's definitely firing on all cylinders, put it that way. Um, I the, the low block worries me because we don't have a creative midfielder that can break down that low block. Um, that's been our problem for, for a couple of seasons, probably since Ericsson left. So that concerns me. Dyche, or, you know, even with his Burnley team, it was always gritty and horrible to play against them, and it's going to be the same again. I, I'm going to be one of these one of these weeks for me, but I can't see us beating Everton. I don't see us. I don't see us. Doing, I see a draw, a one-all draw, or something along those sort of lines, or we lose one-nil because we don't create chances. If we don't create anything, we can't score goals. You know, so. I want to see a bit of fight from the players. I want to see them turning around to the fans saying, look, we know it's been shit, but this is what we're going to do from the, till the end of the season. I do want to see something different from Stanley. I don't want the same old Conte bullshit. We need a fresh approach. We need to, to change something. So I'm hoping that he has the, the cojones to, to change something. Um but I do think it'll be a gritty tough game. Um, and unfortunately, I can't see us. I can't see us winning at the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I'd like to see as well? I'd like to see a 4 2 2 2. Um, you know, four at the back, two kind of central midfielders, two wide players. And I would like to see Rich Hollison and Harry Kane try and play as a as a partnership because you've never really seen Harry Kane play in a partnership. Do I believe that's gonna happen? Definitely not. But I would like to see that because I can guarantee you next season we don't play with five at the back. And so you know, yeah. I think it's going to be important to us to to try and get that in. Look, if we if we had uh, the likes of you know Ryan Mason picking the team, we would definitely play four at the back because that's what he usually likes to play and has played for us. Um, but it, you know, I agree with you in the sense of it, it will be difficult for us to break down that low block. We always struggle against the low block, a defensive team. We struggle against um, teams that really don't try and attack and press high up the pitch. You know, once we play to our best ability and we have teams pressing us, that's where we come into our own. And that's where we can really dominate and hurt teams. But it's when the teams sit back. And as you say, it's been like this for a long, long, long time. I would say even still under Pochettino, for all the good things he did for us, I still don't believe he was that good at breaking down a low block. And it is quite simple. I'm not a football coach, but it is quite simple with a low block. All it involves is rather than passes, across the line, one player to another to another, it involves passing past a couple of players. So it's, you know, rather than doing right through the lines. One, exactly. 
But we just, I just don't understand how a lot of our players at this club can't ever do it or see it. Um, so I really do hope that... We've got a lot of, uh, we, you know, and Harry's not here, so I can say it, but Hoibio, for example, he, he plays that swivel back towards the defenders, five-yard pass back to the centre-backs, who then spread it out to the wing-backs, who will then come back inside to Hoiberg, who will then do a swivel and pass it back to the centre-backs. So we end up going around a loop for, you know, for 15, yeah. 20 minutes of a game. And and that's part of the problem. The, the biggest miss for us is Ben Tancor, because he was the one player that did that. He played forward, played progressive, you know, and it, it's... And Basuma as well, when he was at Brighton, he was, he was the same. So... Yeah. Listen, it's in the midfield being what we're we looking at, Skippy and Poibio, probably. You know, so both both are quite defensive players. So for me, it's going to be turning on a swivel and just playing five yard passes. And we just got to pray that our front three or front four, whoever it may be, do something in that game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. Let's uh move on to a quick score prediction before we finish up. So if you're in the comments, check your score predictions in nice and quick so we can get them in. I know Johnny's been commenting all day. So uh, hopefully he'll get his score prediction in as well. Um, I will start today's score predictions with a nice positive 3-1 Spurs victory. Yeah, or whatever the optimist, Luke. <laughs> I'll, go for a one all, I'll go for a one-all draw for the first time in my life. I'm going for a draw. Lovely. Um, and look, we will see what happens on Monday night. And also, you know, what is going to happen over the next coming weeks, months, etc., because, you know, we aren't going anywhere. Um, so, Dave, thank you very, very much for coming on today. Um, let everyone know how they can find you and everything else, all that good stuff. Uh, everyone knows by now, Park Lane Pod Dave on Twitter or Park Lane Pod. Uh, I'm here pretty much every week unless there's... I'm dying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's come back uh, next week. I'll be on time. And hopefully we've got something positive to talk about, Luke. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's uh, it's good to have you back. Good to have you in good health. And uh, good Harry was back as well today. Hopefully soon we will have uh, Winnie back in the future, potentially next season. But, um, you know, if you want to follow me, it's Luke underscore Park Lane. Uh, don't forget to follow the podcast at Park Lane Pod on any uh, podcast platform. Park Lane Pod on Twitter um, and TikTok and then Park Lane Podcast on YouTube. So make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're sharing this with all your friends. But if you're watching in the future, the past, the present, uh, make sure you're sticking your comments in and uh, sharing the love with us. Once again, thank you very, very much for watching. Have a good weekend. And hopefully, you know, we'll be cheering on a Spurs victory. But as we always say, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Oh,